Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Stuart Wiggins. He's a fractional chief operating officer. I have Dr. Rhonda Bompenza Zimmerman. She's a professor at Grand Canyon University and works as a health and wellness consultant at Logistics of Longe Longevity at Work Life 360. And I have Simon Coles. He's the CEO of Amphora Research Systems, where they free scientists from the tyranny of paper. He is also the founder of Better Conversation. The question that I have for you today, where is the line between going the extra mile and working for free? Simon, can you kick us off? I think it's a little bit context specific. If you're in a very sort of rote process orientated job, I think the line is fairly clear. You're contracted to do a certain number of hours, you do those hours. I think when you're doing a more managerial um, sort of salaried job, you might go the extra mile because it's for your personal development or because you're trying to act a level above to get a promotion or something like that. In that case, the line is somewhat dictated by your sort of managerial context. If your boss is sitting there and really riding you hard and just taking advantage of you, clearly the line is, hey, I'm working for free here. But if your boss is taking you on that exciting opportunity, that exciting business trip and giving you opportunities to grow and that sort of thing, I think going the extra mile is very much in your own interests and it's a decent exchange of time for value. That's kind of the way I was looking at this, thinking back to when I was an hourly employee versus working in a corporate world, what were the expectations of the job? And for me, it really was more about intrinsic motivation. Say for instance, I work hourly at a position and then I clocked out and then somebody needed my help. I always like to be of service. So my intention was to help others and build relationships, wanting to develop my skill sets so that I could advance myself. But in the career, in the corporate world, when I worked hourly, particularly as a female back in the 90s and the early 2000s, the expectation was to go the extra mile, being a female in a position where it was predominantly men my mentor, who was a female, kind of taught me that to show your skill sets as a female rounder, you're going to have to go the extra mile to advance yourself. And, and I can say, honestly, that conversation helped me understand the intentions of why I was putting in the extra time, mm -hmm. which for me felt of value. And as, as long as I felt it, it was of value and I wasn't compromising my health or my other relationships and responsibilities, I was willing to do that. Let me submit just three things to think about. First of all, I think that there is a generational context to it. Um, because people that were like maybe baby boomers or a little older, I think they were probably groomed to work until the job was done. So it's more transactional. People that are generation X and younger, I don't think they'd look at work that way. The fundamental question was, what's free? If you really enjoy doing the work, then is it really free? Or you're using it to develop yourself. And as long as you enjoy it, enjoy it, is it free? I mean, I give a lot of my time away to a lot of different people to do a lot of different things. And it's uncompensated, but that's my choice mm -hmm. because I enjoy what I'm doing and how to deliver it. The last thing I want to offer is this. As you look at what work really is, is it what we do to put food in our mouth? Or is what we do, is the work really something that we do because it helps us develop our thinking and our satisfaction about ourselves? If you didn't work at all, would you spend time developing yourself intellectually? 
or would you be bored? Mm. So I know that kind of convolutes the, the answer, but I, I couldn't find a pure black and white response to the question. So when I thought about this, I thought about a, a friend of mine who she is scheduled to work 32 hours a week and her management schedules her so tightly that she can't get the paperwork done that she has to do in the time that's allotted. And so they expect her to clock out and then spend another three plus hours doing paperwork. And I think that that's taking advantage of her and using her free labor to benefit the company. I think that's wrong. And maybe the difference is whether or not it's at your discretion. Mm. If you want to go the extra mile and go the extra mile because of whatever intrinsic reason you want to do it, that's okay. If it's expected of you, especially on a routine basis, then you're working for free and that's not okay. Simon's right. Because when I first started in the workforce, you couldn't leave the office until the boss left the office. Time doesn't equal work, but in fact, that's exactly what they were projecting. Your time here means you stay here whether you're producing nothing. I'm a proponent of you get the job done and you leave. If you want to stay and do more, you do more. But if you're done, you leave. But I always hate to work with these people that say, I was here till eight o'clock last night. Show me what you produced. I, I was in a position one time though, that my manager, again, going back to the hourly position, she brought that to my attention. Like Rhonda, you clocked out, it's time to leave. So there were some boundaries there and those expectations were clearly defined. And I think when we don't have conversations about what the expectations are, then that's maybe where the lines can be blurred. But um, I also think if your antenna comes up and you notice that you're being taken advantage of, that's time to do some self-reflection and then speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, we've probably seen in the press where they have this thing called quiet quitting. And the interesting thing about quiet quitting is it's doing what's expected of you, but no more. And it's interesting to me that that's considered quitting. If I'm doing what you're paying me to do, and that's as much as I want to do, and I don't have the intrinsic motivation to do more, why is that a negative if I don't want more from this company? Mm-hmm. There's one difficult thing here about creative work. Mm. Like, programming and stuff like that where you don't know how long things are going to take and there's also a desire to get more productive get the job done and you go home well actually if if i as a business owner invest in some tools that allow you to get the job done in half the time that economic surplus belongs to me not you you don't get to go home at lunchtime if there's more work to do because that's the other question is what does mean get the job done i mean i had jobs where i was never done i just had to leave and come back and do more of it tomorrow Mm. There is programming, for example, people can have good days and bad days. If they come in in a bad mood, they may not be able to code straight. I think when you get to those more cognitive knowledge worker jobs, it actually gets extremely complicated if, if you just manage things by hours. Yeah, I think exploring our intentions in the workplace, that really can help us determine where we draw the line in terms of our time and, and what we're willing to do to be of service with an expectation of a financial gain, a professional development gain, or whatever that looks like in in building relationships. Are you only going to get promoted if you work that extra 10 hours or 15 hours or 20 hours a week? Is that what it takes to get promoted? And is that fair to someone whose work-life balance doesn't necessarily allow them to do that? And what does that look like? I think as a leader, though, you have to create an environment where people understand what the parameters are for success. So I've had those jobs where you work 70 hours a week and that doesn't accelerate your promotion. 
into roles of increased responsibility. Just because you put on all those hours, have you actually been prepared to take on that additional responsibility? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you talk about whether the work was free or whether it was compensated. It really depends on the role you're in. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're a truck driver, then you go until the deliveries are complete. Very transactional. Okay. But if you're in more of a creative role or you're in some sort of a leadership role, then you have to gauge when you think, okay, we put a cap on it. Well, let's be honest. The work is never done. So you just have to say, okay, it's time to pull the ripcord and go home because you do get diminishing returns in terms of how clear you can think Mm -hmm. and how much you can give back. My final point on this is that If you produce the work you're supposed to produce at the quality level that's expected, then that's really how you define whether you were working long enough, hard enough, or for free. How do you calibrate worked enough? Mm -hmm. Good question. For me personally, I feel like if if I can't think clearly enough or I just get brain fog, then I pull the ripcord. I know my best work is done in the morning. I think different for other people. My view is you should be working your ass off when you're younger at the start of your career. Hmm. Um, you know, if I, if I see people who are watching the clock in the first five years of their thing, when they've got no other responsibility, you know, no, you know, it's very different if they're parents or something like that. But, you know, if, if you're not that committed to your career, then you really ought to think about what you're doing and whether you should go and do something else. Hmm. Well, I think that's a great point for us to end on because that is our 10 minutes. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I think it is really complicated and I look forward to seeing what kind of comments we get on this when I post it. So thanks so much. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.